Good morning and welcome to our pricing podcast, Pricing Interviews with the Experts. I am Lisa Fisher, Senior Director of Communications, Marketing and Key Accounts with the Professional Pricing Society. Today, we are excited to feature our guest, Shashank Mizra, Director of Solution Consulting at Vistar. Hello, Shashank, and thank you so much for joining us today on our pricing podcast. We are so happy to have you and look forward to all of your expertise. Thank you so much for having me. Great. Um, do you want to give a bit um, of a brief bio, Shashank, to tell us a little bit about um, who you work for? Absolutely. Uh, so like a lot of your listeners, I am a fellow pricing geek. I've been working for Vistar for close to 11 years now, and uh, I've had the opportunity to work on a variety of pricing as, uh, industries like high-tech, consumer goods, manufacturing, retail, and digital products. For folks uh, looking to connect, I'm on LinkedIn as Shashank Bistra. That's Shawshank without the W, and M-I-S-R-A is my last name. Awesome. We'll go ahead and get started and jump right in. So tell us um, about what is a rebate and what are the different kinds of rebates that are commonly offered? Sure. So the term rebate can actually be used in a lot of different contexts. But in the context of pricing, a rebate is a retrospective payment from a seller to a buyer, typically after, but sometimes during a sale. At the most granular level, when a buyer thinks of price, it generally fosters a binary decision on whether or not they're going to buy. What makes rebates interesting is that they can be used to add a layer of dimensionality to the decision. When, where, how, and how much to buy. You could, for instance, you could, for instance have a rebate only if a certain payment method is used, you know, if that's something that's important for your business. So in that sense, a rebate is a sales promotion that serves as an incentivization model, not just to drive sales, but specific behavior as well. Uh, to the second part of your question, there are several kinds of rebates. For example, instant rebates, mail-in rebates, chargebacks of various kinds, etc. And for these types of rebates, different criteria such as volume goals, channel goals, product mix, promotion time period, etc. can be applied as conditions to trigger the rebate. Similarly, you could have rebates both for B2B, which is, say, your wholesalers or distributors, or for B2C, which is your end consumers. Excellent. So in uh, most recent times, how have rebates become less popular? And also, if you could add on to that, what are the challenges associated with offering a rebate? And why don't we hear more pricing people talking about rebates as part of their promotion mix? Sure. So yes, it is true that rebates as a percentage of revenue, as well as the number of products that are carrying a rebate has gone down in the last five years. The numbers tend to vary by industry product type and rebate type. There are two reasons for this trend. The first is that planning, advertising and paying out rebates takes a lot of work. And second, rebates also make predicting top and bottom line numbers much harder. So it's fair to say that rebates do offer up another tool in your pricing strategy toolkit, but they don't come without effort and complexity. So there's effort and complexity right from figuring out what rebates would excite the customer base enough to foster a change in their buying behavior, all the way to how to manage the process of validating rebate claims. And in most cases, you don't know until after the rebate program is complete as to what the true cost of that program was. What was the redemption rate? Did it actually provide material, material positive ROI 
and what was the net impact to your revenue, profitability, et cetera? Excellent. So are there certain kinds of industries or supply chains where rebates are particularly effective? I think it comes ultimately down to what metric you're looking to improve. Uh, there are obviously specifics around industry domain and value chains that affect how the rebates can be implemented and executed, but the base concepts remain somewhat similar. So consider this. Let's say you're in a slow-moving goods business where the shelf life of the products is not a concern. We've often seen our customers struggle with the notion of pantry loading or bridge buying, which means that wholesalers or retailers in your value chain will just stock up on your product if you offer them a nice discount. The, the problem here is what good is the product if it's just sitting in their warehouses for the next 10 months? Situations like these are perfect for rebates. Just offer them a rebate on the sell side of the buy side, meaning they get a rebate every time they make a sale. Compare that to a typical price promotion, which would only incentivize them to purchase more. Now, this will only work in cases you have the data or the proof of sale to validate the rebate claim. But in recent years, data availability, along with the ability to process it, has been less and less of a challenge. Interesting. So if I'm looking to do some sales promotion, why is now a good time to evaluate a rebate program? Well, the core reason why people moved away from rebates is now being addressed by tools and processes. So you get the upside without the previous onerous effort. I've seen machine learning applied to get significantly better at everything from creating effective programs to automatically validating and qualifying rebates to better predictions and accruals uh, on what to expect to pay out in rebates to your customers and trading partners. Understood. So what doors does machine learning open in terms of creating a rebate program and or effectively running it? Machine learning can actually help in every step of the rebate management process. First, starting with the opportunity identification, one can use clustering algorithms on customer transactions to understand what are some pockets of opportunity uh, which exist and can be solved with rebates. Secondly, in the rebate planning phase, one can now leverage large volumes of data to backtest various rebate plans to see how they would fare over a given time frame. Third, machine learning takes the manual work out of validating and matching transactions to rebates based on certain conditions being met. And that's not just one time either. We can continuously learn and improve the results of the last iteration. And finally, machine learning solves the transparency and visibility problems associated with rebates. We can use it to better project what number of customers, customers might be able to hit the volume target by the end of the quarter. What is the projected redemption rate going to be? What is the total impact to my profitability, et cetera? Excellent. So let's switch gears a bit. Can you um, discuss what a successful rebate program might look like? First and foremost comes the clarity of objective. Let's say you're my friend and you want me to help, help me lose weight. You give me a dollar for every day that I limit my calorie intake to a certain number. That'll keep me going. But if my goal is to bulk up and build muscle, then that incentivization model is misaligned to my goal. In other words, figure out what is it that you're looking to fix or achieve and then build a rebate management program around it. The rule of thumb that I like to go by is rebates should should only be used in instances where either the same result would be impossible using a pricing promotion or it would be at least twice more effective to do it using a rebate program than it would using a price promotion. 
all the same rules that apply to price promotions also apply to rebates. So you must think about things like cannibalization, consumer psychology, positioning, competitive standing, elasticity, etc. Excellent. And along those same lines, what are some things to watch out for when creating a rebate program? Once again, my first suggestion is to focus on clarity and communication. As, as pricing folks, we sometimes geek out on creating a pretty comprehensive rebate program. But, but remember, if it's too difficult to explain to your grandma, it's too much to, for your customers to understand and follow through on. Secondly, operationally, it has to be a pleasant experience for your customers and trading partners. Part of the reason mail-in rebates have fallen out of favor is that they're too much work for the consumer. When creating a rebate program, Remember, the goal is always happy customers and trading partners while delivering positive improvement on business KPIs. And finally, explore and, explore and evaluate the legalities of running a certain type of rebate promotion in your industry and geography. For instance, do you have any price discrimination laws that might govern what you can and cannot do in terms of setting rebate requirements? Excellent. And finally, what kind of changes are you observing within your customers' pricing and promotion strategy, given the current coronavirus pandemic? Yeah, it, it's it's been a mixed bag. Some companies have been badly hit in terms of volume and revenue, and there are others that have seen spikes of up to 50% in their business. While business impact has been varied, from a pricing perspective, COVID-19 has been uniformly regarded as a black swan event. Uh, the challenge that most of the st statistics and heuristics uh, face is that they don't really work so well for black swan events. We have done some work where we've leveraged data from events like Hurricane Katrina, the global financial crisis of 2000 events to more accurately create forecasts for our customers, but it is certainly not, not straightforward. In, in some cases, the product mix has changed considerably. Almost in every case, the channel mix has dramatically tilted in favor of online channels for our customers. As pricing professionals, our job has been to more accurately assess which use cases still stand, which ones have gone out of the window, and which ones have been intensified manifold. We then have to work closely with manufacturing and supply chains and relay our best understanding of the change in demand. In some ways, it's not about optimizing our KPIs at this stage, but more about keeping the product on the shelf, so to speak. Excellent. Is there anything else, um, Shashank, that you would like to tell our listeners, anything that we may have not touched on with regard to rebates at this time? I think this uh, this sort of summarizes uh, the, the topic for people that are listening, looking to learn more um, Happy to invite everybody to the talk during the virtual conference in the fall. Uh, please, uh, please do join us. I look forward to seeing you there. Excellent. Thank you so much again for joining us. And for further information on this topic and others, you can reach Shashank via email at smisra, M-I-S-R-A, at vistar.in, or connect with him on LinkedIn. PPS is proud to host our Shaping the Future of Pricing a PPS virtual conference experience October 20th through the 23rd with additional two workshop days on October 27th and 28th. And you can earn CPP credits on both workshop and conference days. Please join Shashank's breakout session on Friday, October 22nd from 3.40 to 4.25 Eastern Daylight Time. 
The title of the presentation is Close the Pricing Rebate Management. Is Close the Pricing Rebate Management Loop. For additional information about this upcoming event and our other PPS offerings, please do not forget to visit our website, pricingsociety.com. We are dedicated to pricing training and education. Get social with PPS and subscribe to our blog, thepricingauthority.com, and please follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn at Pricing Society or the Professional Pricing Society. Stay tuned for our monthly pricing podcasts with other great industry experts where they join us to share their pricing best practices. Shashank, thanks again so much, and we look forward to your talk in October.